0: Welcome to Psalm 84 a Sam from the sons of Korah. Remember we said earlier that Korah had actually led a rebellion of 250 community leaders against Moses during the wilderness days of exodus. God had indeed judged Korah and his leaders and they all had died but the sons of Korah had remained. Perhaps the sons of Korah were so grateful for God's mercy that they became notable in Israel for praising God and it seems during David's time they served in the musical aspect of the temple worship and hence as you read through the psalms, you will notice many psalms attributed to the sons of Korah. Now this psalm is perhaps one of the favorite psalms besides psalm 23 and Charles Spurgeon in fact calls this psalm as the pearl of psalms. In the psalm, the psalmist appears to be distant from the tabernacle of God, unable to travel to worship God. You see, every Jew by law was expected to go to Jerusalem three times each year to celebrate three festivals, the Passover, the Pentecost, and the Feast of the Tabernacle. But the Psalmist here is unable to join the pilgrimage and this Psalm is his expression of how much he earns to be in the presence of the Lord. In verse 1 and 2, he writes, How lovely is your tabernacle! How dear, how beloved is your tabernacle! O Lord of hosts, my soul longs, yes, even faints, for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh, they cry out for the living God. You see a heart that is truly longing to be in the presence of the Lord. But also note, the psalmist's longing is not for the house of God, simply because the house of God was beautiful, but his longing, his soul's longing is for the very presence of God. Now, many a times when I ask people as to why they want to go to heaven, the answer is because heaven is a beautiful place. Well, indeed, heaven is a beautiful place, but we don't want to go to heaven for heaven's sake. We want to go to heaven because of Jesus' sake. In fact, it is the presence of God and its triune nature that makes heaven heaven, isn't it? And the psalmist says even the sparrow has found a home and the swallow a nest for herself where she may lay her young and be close to your altars and be close to your presence. You see you clearly see the psalmist envying the birds for their proximity to the presence of God. Now if you have visited old churches you know how the ceilings are far high and because the ceilings are high the birds would often fly in and make their nest. And here the psalmist perhaps saw the birds, such as a sparrow, make their nest in the house of God in the view of the altar. And he's kind of envying these tiny creatures for having the joy of living at the tabernacle themselves. In verse 4, the psalmist moves on from envying the birds to envying the priest. For he says, blessed are those who dwell in your house, for they get the chance to ever praise you, O God. In verse 10, he says, Oh, I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God, for a day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. You know, as you read through the entire psalm, if one thing stands out, that is the heart of the psalmist. Yes, the heart of the psalmist. A heart that loves God dearly and longs for God deeply. You see, the priest could have been as close as they could be to the altar, but if their hearts were distant, their proximity to the tabernacle is meaningless. But here is a psalmist who is far from the house of God, yet his heart is so close to the house of God. So what really matters is our heart, isn't it? Didn't Jesus sound us on this in Matthew 15 and 8 where Jesus said, These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. In Isaiah 29 and 13, the Lord says, These people draw near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Now you and I know as human beings, we can long after so many things. Our hearts can long after so many things and so many things can long after our hearts too. But the best thing we could do is to train our hearts to long after one thing, and that is the presence of God. There is this beautiful hymn called Come, Thy Fount of Every Blessing. In fact, the third stanza presents to us a prayer that we all can make, and that is Prone to wonder, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the Lord I love. Take my heart, oh, take and seal it. Seal it for thy courts above. Prone to wonder, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. So would you take my heart? Oh take and seal it, seal it for thy courts above. If I may ask, what are the longings of your heart? Do you resonate with the psalmist in here or does the psalm sound a distant cry for you? The psalmist is far from the house of God, yet his heart is so close to the altars of God. Friends, it doesn't really matter where you are geographically located today. What matters is where your heart is located and what is the longings of your heart. Shall we pray? Lord, you know my heart and you know how often it longs for things other than God. And that is the bitter truth. I faint after things that cannot satisfy me. But would you help me, dear Lord, to long for you and for your presence through prayer and word and the company of the saints of God? Let your grace, Lord, like a fetter, bind my wandering heart to thee, for it is only in your presence and only you, O God, that can bring me satisfaction and joy that can never be taken away from me. And this I ask in Jesus' name. Amen.